Hi, this is Casey Treat. I'm pastor at Christian Faith, and we are excited to have you with us on our podcast. Thanks for joining in. I'm praying that you're gonna hear a word that will inspire you, empower you to connect with Jesus and become more like Him. That's what we live for. That's what's happening on today's podcast. Come on, amen. Y'all can be, say hi to someone if you want and then sit down because I got time. I got to get going. I got to move. We got Super Bowl Sunday up in here. Come on, somebody. Can they both tie and take an L? Get out of here. It's Seahawks or bust around here. And uh, yeah, someone said, we just, it's an Usher concert. Come on, somebody. And uh, to all you, all you married couples, or even just people getting ready to get married, that were here on Friday with us and on marriage night, man, what a good night it was. And uh, yeah, hopefully you still like my voice if, if you don't, well, you missed it. And uh, inside joke, don't miss the next one. And uh, man, it was a good night. And uh, also, let me add my two cents to uh, uh, Prophet Jim LaFoon, going to be here next Sunday. We said it in the update, but I don't want y'all to miss that. Next Sunday, be in, in the rooms. It's going to be in Mill Creek and Federal Way, but it won't be online. And uh, so you got to be in the room to get it. Morning, all morning, and then the evening, we got just a full-on flow, Holy Spirit night at 6 o'clock. And so I could not encourage and invite and, and, and uh, add my support to that anymore. And online, we're going to be thinking about you, and we're going to have something for you on Sunday, but it won't be Jim's lesson. And so if you want to hear it, be in the room, and it's going to be powerful. Um, don't miss what God is doing in our, in, in our church, in this church. And so you're a part of it so much, and I would hate for you to miss next Sunday. And then the following Sunday, we got Worship Sunday. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I mean, if y'all thought this was good, don't miss two weeks. We just aren't going to stop. And so see what happens. And uh, we might even get a runner up in here. Who in here has been to a church with a runner? Has anyone, four or five of you, uh, come on, somebody. Most of these white people don't know what, it's ta- what we're talking about, Okay. These white people are like, there's runners in church. Oh, my goodness. Does the security get them? No, we just let them run. <laughs> and they're going to YouTube today. Runners in church? What is going on? We're in a series on identity. We're going to finish it today. Identity and action. And uh, identity begets action. True identity begets action. If there's no action behind who you claim you are, that's not who you are. You got to have action in it. You got to be able to back. You should be able to be defined, not by who you claim you are, but by what someone would say you are after following you for a few days, a few weeks, a few months. Don't just tell me you're a great husband. Let the actions of your life show and prove you're a husband. Let the actions of your life show and prove that you're an invested father. That you're a giver. That you're a server. That you love. That you're a good Samaritan. Let your life, not your social media feed, 
show me who you are. We could claim a lot. You could put a lot in your bio. But how are you living? What are the actions behind your identity? In Matthew 25, verse 14, I'm going to read a whole parable. And uh, I'm going to talk about this identity. Let's dig into this identity. Identity that, that leads to action. Matthew 25, 14 says again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them. He called his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, um, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Now, another translation, New King James Version says, he gave five talents, two talents, and one talent. But in the New, uh, New Living, it says five silver bags. He then le left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant who had two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who had received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest. I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. I now will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I know you were a harsh man harvesting crops you did not plant and gathering crops you did not cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I did not plant and gathered crops I did not cultivate, why did you deposit the money in the bank? Why didn't you deposit money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one with 10 bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now, throw this useless and lazy servant into darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Whew, that escalated a little quick. My goodness, that last servant didn't see that coming. But before I dig into the three servants, the talents or the bags of silver, and the judgment, 
I want to start at the beginning. It says, the kingdom of God is like. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a Christian, if you're a Jesus person, then he's talking to you because we are a part of his kingdom. And so he's saying the kingdom of God is like. Our world is like this. Our environment, our our way of life in the kingdom of God is gonna be like the story he's about to show us. So we have to learn that this is the way things operate in the kingdom of God. Now, maybe this isn't how it operates in other areas of life. Maybe your culture, it doesn't work this way. Maybe the country you're from, it doesn't work this way. Maybe in America, it doesn't work this way. But Jesus is not saying that this is the culture of the world. He's saying our culture as Jesus people, as kingdom people, is gonna be like this. And he starts with saying, you're a servant. You're a servant. We have to start with the identity or with identifying ourselves as servants of the king. We're not citizens. Now, the Bible does say we're citizens and ambassadors, but we can't major on, well, I have my rights. I'm a citizen. This is like, I get my say. I like, I'm going to take you to court. No, like, no, we're servants. This is the kingdom. The king establishes rule. The king establishes his ways. The king establishes how he wants it to flow. And we're servants in his kingdom. We don't get a vote in the king. We're not like, I don't really like how the economy in this kingdom's been for the last four years. Let's go with the other party. Jesus is like, nah, dog, like this is a, it's a, it's a me thing. I got it all. This is my kingdom and your servant in the kingdom. Some of us, I, I think, struggle with identifying ourselves as servants. Because maybe the country we're from, maybe the background we've come from, maybe just the American way. We have our own ideals. We have our own ideas. We have our own ways. We're like, nah, man, like you can't tell me what to do or what to think. And Jesus is like, mm, but I can. But I can. And he will. Do you identify as a servant of Jesus? See, when we, when we get this thinking or when we start down this way, go like, I'm, I'm a servant. Now, I'm not going to be perfect. There's going to be days where it's harder than others. There's going to be days I have to remind myself, like, I better get back in line with being a servant of Jesus. I got I to gotta get back in line with following. I'm not, I'm not saying that life is easy, like, oh, check that box and no words. No, no, it's a daily process. It's a, it's a journey following after Jesus. Remember, we started with this whole, whole series. We're going to be a followers of Jesus. So as I follow Jesus, I learn to be a better servant of Jesus. But when you identify or realize that I'm a servant, most of the things we struggle with get solved. See, many of us struggle with the way we live. We're like, man, should I do this or do that? Well, as a servant, it's his choice, not mine. So it shouldn't stress me anymore. What should, what, what should I do, Jesus? Should I pray or not? Should I give or not? Should I go to life group or not? Should I serve a church or not? Should I witness or not? Should I follow you? Should I let this car in or not? Ugh. Gotta be honest, I relate to them sons of Zebedee real quick when people are in, in traffic. I'm like, smoke them, Jesus. Just fire from heaven. 
They didn't know this was my lane. <laughs> it almost feel like you got a lane on the freeway. This is my lane. What are you doing? Are you crazy? This person lost their mind. They forgot this is my lane. <laughs> Y'all, Holy Spirit checks me when I'm driving. He's just like, whoa, whoa, whoop, whoop, slow on down. Let that person in. Like, yeah, honestly, it, logically, I save like four or five seconds. You know what I'm talking about? Like by the one car. I'm like, no, no, like I got you. Five seconds later, I'm ahead. I win. And I saved four or five seconds. And I was so unchristlike. I'm also stressed for like three more minutes. Like my heart rate's high. Why am I going through this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? You guys are laughing like you don't do it. You don't lie in church. Don't lie. Because y'all haven't let me in either. I'm like, come on, that blinker's on. What are we doing? But see, it's, it's, it's small. But the things of God, when we realize that we're servants, many of them start to answer themselves. And often we're struggling with, what should I do? Well, what would what, 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 what Jesus have you do? Start there. Would he have you work hard? Would he have you show up on time? Would he have you not leave early? Would not cut corners? Be honest. Be integrous. Pay the full amount. Leave a great tip. Not be petty, but they weren't very good. It doesn't matter. You're not a petty person. You're not greedy. And that dollar won't change anything in your life. If it, if it does, you shouldn't have been there. Someone should write that down. If a lack of generosity would change your budget, you shouldn't have been eating there from the beginning. Wisdom says, I don't go, which is a thing that a servant of Jesus would know because I follow his ways. I'm integrous and I'll use wisdom. That wasn't in my notes, but apparently someone here needed that. See, when, I, when I'm a servant of Jesus, it takes the pressure off of me. And I'm not making all the decisions he is, and I'm just rolling with them. Like, let's go. So you want me to be integrous? Let's go. You want me to be honest? Let's go. You want me to be kind? Okay. Like, I'm no longer deciding, should I pray for this person or not? It's always a yes. Every opportunity that, the door, that God opens, if there's a door where I can invite someone to pray for someone, that's a yes. He opened the door. I rock with it. Man, does this person really need prayer or not? Do it and then find out if it helped. Don't leave it unknown where like someone's got to like send, God's like, ah, oh man, I'm always sending more people to cover this person's tracks. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God. So I'm, I'm down to do what you tell me to do. I'm down to just operate in the way you've already told me to live. I don't need to evaluate every day, every choice, every decision because I'm, I'm a servant. So what would you have me do? This is your kingdom. And he gives five, two, one. And I got to deal with this real quick because it bothers me. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I'm a high justice person. You know when you take those little personality tests? I'm a high justice person. Things should be just. It bothers me when they're not. When someone's done wrong, bothers me. Like, that's wrong. That's not right. They shouldn't get away with that. So I'm a high justice person. And when Jesus says, someone gets five, someone gets two, and someone gets one, doesn't sound very fair. 
Like it's cool for the dude that got five. But what about the joker that got one? What if I did that to my kids? How would you, would you think, man, what a good dad. He goes to Willow and he's like, here's five bags of silver. Nora, two bags of silver. Levi, one bag of silver. I love you so much as your father. Now go into the world and invest. Look, that doesn't sound very fair. It's kind of like not a good dad. Apparently Jesus doesn't care. He doesn't even, he's just like, yeah, that's the way the kingdom of God is like. Because he says to each their own ability, he divvied up his wealth. So someone got five, someone got two, someone got one. According to their abilities, can I be honest? I'm, I hope he gave me one. It's a lot less responsibilities. Just give me one and like, just chill, Jesus. I don't need, I don't need them five. I don't, I, whoo, just let me just work on this one, Jesus. I'm, I'm struggling as it is. Just let me just hand to the plow. Come on, who in here loves a, a good C? Are you just, let me just get by, Jesus. I got to get a C and make it. Come on. Like I am not that five talent person. I'm the one that barely made it through high school. Let's get out of college before they figure out that we're, we're faking on them the whole time. To you A students that messed the curve up for the rest of us, we still bitter, Tasha. Okay, we're still bitter at that. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But I don't, I'm mad at my one talent. I'm trying to, I'm comparing to y'all fives. We don't, we don't need to get mad at each other for what we think they have or what I have or what I don't have and what you do have. Like, no, God trusted me with what he thought I was capable of. Let me prove him right. Let me show him what I got. Say, listen, you want to give me one? You want to give me two? You want to give me, I don't care what you give. It was yours to give. I'm just freely receiving. I'm going to work the mess out of it now. You give me two, I'm going to try to double it. You give me five, I'm doubling that. You give me one, I ain't going to lose it. That's for sure. I ain't bearing that thing. But in the kingdom of God, we have to shift our focus from fairness. And we have to see more kingship. I'm a servant. I'm not trying to, to write the scales. I'm trying to follow Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus is not just. He's not loving. He's not the perfect. God is not the perfect father. That's, don't hear me what I'm not saying. I'm just saying in our earthly translation of things, often we go, well, that's not very fair. You know what's not fair? Being a Christian in different parts of the world right now. You might be the one with five right now. You know what's not fair? Being a Christian in the first century where public baptism was often followed by martyrdom. I'm grateful that Jesus was like 2024 is when Caleb's called. Come on, somebody. I don't look good in tunics. I don't do good on, on burning poles. That's just not in my ML. That's not a strength of mine, Bonna. That's I'm not good at that. I make light, but let's be real. That fairness is not, and I want to help us get over the things that see the devil tries to use little lies to stop you. He did it to even the garden. Is that really what is God a loving God? Because it's not very fair. Get out of piss off, devil. I'm working. I got some stuff to work on, and it ain't you. 
That's not very fair. That's not right. Yeah, there's a lot of things in the world that aren't fair, but I'm not here to solve them. I'm here to use what God gave me to use. He gave me a bag. He gave me a talent. He trusted me with something. I'm here to use it. So he goes five, two, and one. He calls the one with five. He goes, hey, come here. And when he goes back. Also, uh, he does not say when he's returning. He just shows up one day. Y'all better be ready. Jesus, if he comes, he's about, boop, I'm here. He's like, oh, I wasn't ready. Give me one more day. I promise. Let me line some stuff up. He's like, no, I ain't giving you no warning. When he shows up, he's just going to come. He shows up, which shows that you got to be, he's, he's not going to say, listen, in a week, I'm coming back. So start loving people. See, it's not like I'm going to come tomorrow so that one person you've been waiting to witness to, you should do it today. That one person you lead me to Jesus, that one person you pray for, that one person, that one, oh, I'm going to tithe the Sunday before he shows up. I'm a giver, Jesus. No, 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 no. He ain't going to give you no warning. He's just going to show up and judge you what, you, what you've been doing. So you five, two, one. Shows up and he goes, come, he pulls the five, goes, what did you do with what I trusted you with? He gave, y'all, he gave someone five bags, five bags of silver or five talents. Because here, this is, you hold on to my money. You're my servant. This is my money. You use this until I get gone, until I, until I come back. While I'm gone, you use this. Here's the problem that many of us have. We have started thinking that our talents our giftings, our, our, the grace that God has put on our life, we start thinking, mine. Mine. Yeah, my kids learn mine real quick. It's like, mom, dad, mine. Also, have you noticed that kids put a little sauce on mine? They're not like, they don't just say it normal. They're not like, it's not like a normal. They put some bite on it, like, mine. Like, well, you better chill out, little kid. Like, that's mine. They said, mine. Like, if you try to take it, they're going to bite your hand off. Like, try to take this from me, Dad. And that's how we act to God often. Mine. And he's like, uh, no, I gave that to you. That's my bag. Those are my talents. That's my gifting. Those are my abilities. You think you got outside of your own mother's womb and threw on you some leadership ability? Some wisdom. You think you got out of your own mother's room was like, this person going to be a great leader. This person going to be a great singer. This person going to be creative. This person going to be inventive. That, no. God did that. God forms you in your mother's womb. God knows the plans and the purposes that he have for you. God wrote your story from the end to the beginning. God gave you this, babe. This is God's. He trusted you with this. And when we start to realize that this is God's, I have, a, I have a much higher ability or way to go, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve you with an open hand because what I'm serving you with was never mine to begin with. So I could lead my company knowing that you've called me to start it and lead it. I could lead in my marriage knowing that you're the one that brought us together. I didn't do this, God brought us together. I didn't form these kids. God formed these kids. He just entrusted me as the father to lead and sculpt and develop for a season. They ain't going to my heaven. They're going to his heaven. 
I ain't going to prepare a place for them in eternity. God's doing that. This is not a mine thing. This is my voice. Not, Joker, that is not your voice. You, you formed that voice? That gifting that you got? And see, when you start realizing, man, those giftings to love children are, are from God. So use them to his glory. That gifting to sing is from God, so use it for his glory. That gifting to be inventive and creative is from God. Use it for his glory. That ability to be a manager, to, 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 to cultivate and to develop and to build, that's from God. Those songs you're writing, those poetry, like what you're doing and producing and creating, that's, that's from God. He gave you that. He lines them up five, two, one, and the one with five comes before him. He goes, what'd you do? He goes, oh, I took your five. I made another five. I love the masters. Woo, let's go. That's amazing. That's incredible. He says, let's celebrate. Man, I trusted you with a little. Let me give you more. That's unbelievable. I got more coming your way. Then the two comes up and he's like, okay. I don't think I'm going to get that, but I, I, I think I did okay. I think I did okay. Shows up, man, I, I, you gave me two and I made two more. Now, I still don't have as much as the other guy started with, but, but I used what he, and the same, oh my goodness, let's go, somebody. Did, did you see this guy, what he did with what I gave him? He doubled, he, he took two and made four. Let's celebrate, my man. Man, I gave you a little bit, and you, what did you, man, I'll make you ruler over much. I'm going to give you more responsibility. You see, God is not going to judge you based off of someone else's fruit. And too many of us say this, if I only had what they had. If I could sing like Tasha. If I could play like Sam. If I could preach like Casey. If I could have their business. I would have a good marriage if I had their wife. I'd have good, if I had their kids, if I had their money, if I had that blessing, if I had their car, if I had, if I had, if, 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 and God is not judging you on ifs. He ain't gonna judge you on their fruit. He ain't gonna judge you on what he trusted them with. He's gonna say, what did I give you? You gave me, you gave me two bags, sir. And what did you do with those two bags that I trusted you with? I, I made two more, sir. Ooh, well done, good and faithful servant. See, I'm not going to get to heaven and stand next to my dad. He ain't judging me on what he's judging my dad for. My dad's got some bags that he's standing before God for. I'm not going to stand there and defend Willow or Nora or Levi. So I have to steward them as a father to make sure that I release them Come on, men, you know the scripture, like arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior so that they're ready to do what God's called them to do. I'm not raising a boy, I'm raising a man. I'm not developing daughters, I'm raising women of God to do what God created them to do. I can't stand there and say, well, God, 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 see Willow, she went through a lot. So no, 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 no. She gonna stand before God one day. I'm gonna stand there, I'm gonna say, God, I... Here's what you trusted me with. And I could not be more grateful that you chose me for that. That call, those gifts. You know, it'd have been nice to sing a little better. It'd have been nice to look a little different. It'd have been nice to have a little bit more money. It'd have been nice to have their talent. I'm not gonna lie, like we all see it and envy some things, but I am not gonna live my life 
at the mercy of comparison. I got what God gave me. And I got to say this because I don't want us to be, it's not threatening, but it's in, I need you to know this because it's in the Bible. And I ain't going to let you stand before God and say, my pastor's never talked to me about this part of the Bible, God. No, you ain't doing me like that, okay? Ain't going to happen. You ain't pulling the Eve up there like, well, it was him that did this to me, God. Like, no, 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 no. I didn't do nothing to you. I told you like it is. And the Bible says, I ain't getting in trouble up there. I mean, I might, but it'd be because of me, not you, okay? So God looks at all three of them and he judged the fruit of what they had. There will be a day, church. There will be a day, family, where you will stand before God and you will give an account for the fruit or lack thereof that your life bore. And the one that produced nothing, it doesn't sound like it worked well. Take that man's stuff. Get out of here. Now, to be honest, theologians believe that this is not referring to hell. But I don't want to find out. Right? You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to find out. He said, darkness and gnashing of teeth. Two things I don't really want. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that for eternity. I don't know where that means, but it's not for me. It ain't in my future. It might be in yours if you're just going to hold your bag and talk, talk mine all the time. See, God didn't judge the five, the two, or the one based off of the others. He judged them based off of what he gave them. What has God given you? Not your wife, not your parents, not your best friend, not your coworker, not your life group leader, you. What has God trusted you with? I think many of us try to devalue the gifting that God's given us. Why? Because it seems so common to us. It's natural or average in our hands. It's not natural in someone else's hands because they're not gifted the way you're gifted. You've always led the way you've led, so you just think everyone can do it. You've always had an eye for hospitality. You just think everyone can do it. You've always sang well. You think everyone else can. This isn't easy. This isn't hard. No, that's the gifting that God put on the inside of you. That's the talent that he put in your hands. You better find a way to give it back to God. You better find a way to produce. You got to find a way to lead and serve and love. You, you need to find a way to take what God trusted you with and bear fruit in your life. Because I identify as a servant, but my identification better produce something in my life. I'm going to serve God with what he's given me. I'm going to serve God with what he's trusted me. The bank can come onto the stage. Last thought, I really want to help us. What's the difference between the servant that took his bag and buried it. He takes it. He's afraid. Got to just cover this up. I don't know what my master's going to do. And I don't want to get in trouble. So I just don't want, I don't want nothing to happen. It's his money. I just, we'll just hide it. Hide it till he comes back. 
I know I could sing, but I don't really want to sing on the worship team. I know I love kids, but I don't want to serve in kids. I know that I love, I love hosting. I, I, man, I love baking. I love cooking for me, but I just don't want people in my house because there's too much drama. I don't want to be a life group leader. It's too hard. What if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? What if I'm judged, you know? I would just rather, I would rather just bury you. You know what this sounds like to me? The, to me, what, what, if I, what if I can't preach as good as my dad? What if, it, you know, what if it shrinks? What if it doesn't work? What if, what if, God, what if you just don't tell me what to, what if, what if you don't give me the message? What if you don't give me the words? What if, what if they just look at me and they're like, man, it's, it's not very good. I think I'd rather hide it. I think I'd rather ignore it. God, I know that, I know what's been in my heart since I was a child, I know that I dreamed some dreams. I, I know someone out there right now going, yeah, I, I, I did have a dream. I did dream. I was drawn to, I did look up to, I did, that was, but oh, what if I fail? I would rather never start than find out that I failed. I'd rather bury it than try for it. You know what I'm talking about? Anyone relate to me? Don't get that quiet on me now. It's got to bury you. My mom was, she was the good host. I'm not a good host. My dad, he built a big company. I'm just not a big builder. I'm not a leader. I don't, I don't have that capacity. Or maybe your comforts are so big that your drive has dwindled. I'd rather be comfortable. I got a little bit of money. I got the house. It's just, I don't have drive. I don't want to serve. I don't want to give. I don't want to risk. I don't want to dream. Because it takes. But what's the difference between the servant that buried his talent versus the servants all throughout the New Testament that God says to plant a seed? All throughout the Bible, having faith to plant. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is if a man shall plant. The kingdom, the king. See, there's a lot of kingdom principles in planting a seed. What's the difference between planting a seed in the same dirt, digging it in the same dirt, covering it the same way? What's the difference between this and this? Faith. Faith. See, one takes fear. I buried this because I was afraid. I don't know the fruit of it. I don't know the outcome of it. I can't evaluate how many apples are in that seed. I would just rather hide it than sow it. I'd rather hide my talents. I'd rather hide my giftings. I'd rather get by easily. This is just easy. I, I, I prefer comfort. I don't want to step out. I don't want to risk it. What if I fail? What if I mess up? What if God doesn't come through? What if I pray big prayers and God doesn't answer? I would rather not pray and not find out. I think some of us are praying small prayers because we're afraid that he won't answer. God, if I lay hands on the sick and they don't recover, then what? Now you keep praying big prayers. You see, the difference is this soil was used 
because of fear. This soil was used in faith. Our identity as Christians must come down to that one fundamental truth. The just shall live by faith. That's how we live. That's how we live. It's the air. It's the existence. It's the way we get from Monday to Tuesday. We live by faith. We don't exist. We don't get by. We don't just let life happen. We're not moving forward simply because time doesn't stop. We're moving forward because we're living by faith. Man, I got something waiting in my Monday because I already sold it in faith. You see, there's something in my future that I have expectation for and I put it there by faith. So when I get there, it's been waiting for me because of my faith. There was a blessing in my future because of my faith. There was provisions in my future because of my faith. There was grace in my future because of my faith. There was people in my future because of my faith. There's worship leaders in my future because of my faith. There is campuses in my future because of my faith today. Because I live by faith. There is something in my future and I put it there by my faith. It says the just live by faith. It says, I walk by faith and not by sight. Faith, according to your faith. Y'all, this is amazing to me that Jesus walked up to many different people and they said, can you heal me? And his response, do you remember it? He said, according to your faith. No, 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 Jesus, I wasn't asking for a me issue. I'm asking if you could do it. And he says, no. Can you, can you believe? Can you believe according to your faith? Jesus, can you heal my legs according to your faith? Jesus, can you open my eyes according to your faith? Jesus, can you make a way according to your faith? Your life will be as big as your faith or as small as your fears. Faith, both, both take the same soil, both require the same action but one's being buried and one's being planted. The difference is faith. How many of you have buried your talents? How many of you have buried your giftings? How many of you have buried the, the grace that God put on your life? Bible says, it's in, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, catch this church, without faith, it's, in, it's not possible. You'll never do it. When you get to heaven as that servant and you stand before God, he goes, listen, I gave you three talents. I gave you five talents. I gave you 10 talents. What'd you do with it? If you didn't use them in faith, it's an impossibility for him to say, well done. He can't be pleased without faith from us. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So here's the filter I want you to live your life with. Here's the filter I want you to, to enter Monday with. Here's the filter I want you to enter Tuesday with. This week, this is your filter. In every decision, in every moment, in every opportunity, will it require faith or fear? Choose faith. God, should I, should I invite this person with me to church? I don't know if they can handle Prophet Jim LaFoon this Sunday, but what do you say? Faith. 
God, should I pray for my, for my relatives? Should I call them up and say, man, you're on my heart? I'm praying for you. Can I pray right now? Well, would you do it with faith or fear? Man, if fear says I don't do it, then do it with faith. Should I be a giver? I don't know if I have enough. Will it take faith or fear? Faith. Well, then you take a step of faith. Should I sign up for a life group today? I don't know if I'll be comfortable in someone's house. Will it take faith or fear? Faith. Well, then sign up and use some faith. You see, every choice, every decision, every move you make, every, every step forward you take in life, use the filter of faith and you'll be producing the actions of a servant of the kingdom. Come on, let's all close our eyes and bow our heads today. Thank you so much for joining with us today. I'm praying that you heard something that will impact your life. If you'd like more information, connect with us at the Christian Faith Church app or go to the website at christianfaith.us.